Hey guys, it's Mike. As you know, I adopted my pup Rocky from a local rescue. Now, when people ask me what kind of dog Rocky was, I was always stumped. I used an Embark Dog DNA test to decode my most puzzling questions about Rocky. You can also learn about your dog's inner secrets with Embark, the highest rated dog DNA test. Unlock over 350 breeds and screen for over 200 genetic health risks. Save $50 on a breed and health kit with promo code KIT at EmbarkVet.com. Again, that's promo code KIT. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Utah Outcast Secret Patron Show. And this is the one for the 1st of May. It's May Day 2020. And uh, Kyle and I have been at it. We are through the ringer. It is late. We're ready to hmm. be done. We meant to get started a lot earlier, but shit happened. Um, Auntie Skeleton has left us, and she was great tonight. And you guys missed out if you weren't here for her. But anyway, what we've got here is a Q&A session. That we're going to essentially allow anybody that is one of our patrons that happens to be hanging out during the patron show as we're recording here. We're going to let them ask us any questions they might want us to field. I have a a handful of them that came in. Well, one that came in through Facebook. I don't, man, I don't know what's going on with the social media right now. Like our Facebook isn't being picked up by a lot of things. That's okay. I used Facebook to be able to is, put out. It's It's fine. Facebook is pretty garbage. Well, and I used to put out on the YouTube page uh, questions or I, I would make something out there and we'd get like a hundred likes on it. We'd get people commenting on it. But like now we get one comment. So like it's not showing up on a lot of people's radar. Well, it's because you need to like, share and subscribe. Right. And <laughs> I have gone through the process this week of actually having advertising happening for the Utah Outcasts. So. Thanks to all you patrons out there. That's something that we can make happen to shake us loose a little bit. So hopefully we can get the algorithm to remember that we are a thing that exists. And we've been, you know, very, very uh, consistent <laughs> to the YouTube algorithm for a long time. So anyway, we have a I have one from David Dye who wants to say for all those of you who grew up from religious families. How old were you when it happened, and how did it happen? Uh, I guess they're talking about the the transference to atheism, the, or yeah, the, the away from the religion, deconversion, the yeah. Well, and I don't want to give this guy the flip answer here, but you can go watch both Kyle and my deconversion stories that we had on uh, Neil uh, the Six Four Atheist Channel. Yeah, so it was a, that, yeah, that was a good good con good conversation, sir. Well, and I'm going to mirror them on the channel mm -hmm. here pretty good, soon. Yeah, I'm not sure good when, idea. But, I was going to give him a couple of months to mm -hmm. let him have him exclusive before. Yeah. But yeah, something is coming up, but uh, Kyle, I'll let you go ahead. Uh, I couldn't, honestly, I couldn't pinpoint an age, but uh, the realization was probably, you know, 17, 16, 17 around there. Yeah. For me, it was 20. God, what was I at? I had met my wife at the time. That was in, that was, I was 21 when that happened. And it was a couple of years after that. And I was working a shit job. It was the dead of winter. I was walking heavy fucking parks between buildings where I needed to deliver things. And I just had the epiphany where it's like, Oh, Hey, people can be good without God. Like, and for somebody that was a religious person growing up, it was just like, where you just have this fucking mind exploding thing going on here, where it's like God used to be the font of everything that is good in the world. And yet you found people that were not of a religious belief that you had or mm -hmm. anybody else's belief that they were also able to be good and do good works as well. And I was always taught growing up that, that that's something that can't happen, but it was one of those things like, Hey, there probably isn't a God. And I thought to myself, like, oh, my God, I'm going to hit get hit by a fucking lightning bolt <laughs> for saying that, you know, because blasphemy was a very, very real fear in the Southern Baptist kid growing up. So I was probably in my like, early 20s. I don't want to <laughs> say mid 20s, probably 23 at the latest, I would think. But that's about the best I can think on that one. So let's see. What were we going to talk about in the chat here? You guys had some questions. Uh, and when everybody feel free patrons, your guys are here. This is a patron show. Let's go ahead and let them come out live. And if you guys want to ask something, because I don't want to read anymore. 
<laughs> um, so who would you really love to have as a guest on the show? That's that is a difficult question. That's a difficult question because I've never aimed high. <laughs> well, you know, fantasy football t- time. Who would be like your, your top three, if you could, anybody in the world who's still alive, fantasy, whatever? See, there's a YouTube answer, and then there's like anybody else answer. YouTube answer would be Aaron Hansen from uh, the Game Grumps channel because it would be fun to just to have him on because I've got to listen to a lot of True. this shit for yeah. years. And yeah. Those guys are, make me laugh, and I, I've got a lot of common with video um, game nerds like that that <laughs> exist. But You know, I H-Bomber guy. There you go. That's a good one. That's a good YouTube I, one. Okay, so... We both no, it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good YouTube one, but I also I also think it would be a lot of fun. But if we're talking real, okay, we can't even say real life. If we're talking celebrity, like honest celebrity, because that's honestly where everybody's going here. Uh, I would say Patrick Stewart. I would fucking relish in the fact of having a conversation with Patrick Stewart. I would love every minute of that, you know. And that's nothing to do with the fact that I've been watching a lot of Star Trek: The Next Generation recently. So <laughs> that is good, but you know, okay, if we're going if we're going that that route, uh, Stephen Fry. Oh, that's a good one. All right, next, who's got the next question out there? Uh, bicycle legs. I think you had one, didn't you? Brain freeze is the I, cause. I did. Of uh, oh, no, I was just sorry. talking about scanners. The, oh. Have you ever seen the movie Scanners? <laughs> the head explosions yeah. and yeah. all that. Um, See, I remember Scanners, but I also remember what was the movie Dreamscapes? Is that the is that is that the name of that movie? That was uh, I don't know. That was Willem Dafoe was in that one, and he like he turned into a cobra guy. Fuck, that was a weird movie, man. That's, oh, oh, I have to look that one up. I haven't looked that yeah. up in a long time. Dreamscapes. Not 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 near as weird as Altered States. Oh my god, altered states where the people do so many drugs they revert back to a primal fucking human where it's like a <laughs> person. Oh my god. The yes, psychedelic my, 80s. Terrible movies I can't, my oh, grandma shit. made me watch yeah. that movie. I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. And at the very end, it breaks out of the fucking tank and he's a fucking ape. This is weird, man. Was it Dreamscapes? Was the name of the movie? I don't remember. God damn it. Yeah, Dreamscape, 1984 was that one. And it was, who did it feature in that one? I'm just going to keep padding until you guys come up with the oh. questions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to ask one thoroughly mundane question. We've, we've seen Orzo a lot with Felicia when she's uh-huh. on the show. Um, do X and Kyle, do you guys have any pets? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've got a dog. Fucked all your cameras and <laughs> lighting and I've, microphones. I've got, and... I've got a a crazy dog. Dogs like to chew on wiring. Oh yeah, hang on. Where's my dog? Chew it on your wiring. I had uh, fish up until like the last year. Oh, I kill fish. I can't have those. I, I love fish, but it, I also love birds. Uh, I, I I grew up with a lot of animals, so I I like a lot of animals, but I. Currently in my house, I have three kids. I don't need any animals. This place is a fucking mess as it is. <laughs> Your kids are all at that stage where, you know, it might be the kid's pet, but you're the one taking care of everything. Right. And that's oh. why we've, we've, that's why we've told a lot of our kids, like, you're not allowed to have a pet because it would be mom and dad taking care of the pet. It's like I always told my wife, I'm not responsible enough to have animals. What have you done to that poor dog? Its eyes have gone derpy. (laughs) Kyle, that that dog is objectively adorable. You want to go back to bed? bed? I'd grab a kid from upstairs, but I don't think they would like it very much. (laughs) (laughs) It'd probably be damn entertaining, though. My aunt tried to use on her kids. You can have a pet when you keep your room clean for your full year. Did not work. Either <laughs> I'm keeping the room clear or not getting a pet. <laughs> no, um, 
I, I could I could send you my cat uh, to the P, to, to the PO box. I mean, well, we've seen your I would, queen. I would I would send her right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's kind of sick of me uh, being at home all the time. Well, yeah, yeah that kind of crimps the cat style. My dogs have actually gotten sick of being walked. <laughs> have they ever just given up on you? Well, I have greyhounds, so they're not big on stamina anyway. Like, they run fast, but not for long periods. Oh, yeah, just a short period of time. Yep. And Juliet has decided that two walks oh, like dwarfs. quite enough. Thank you very much. She does not want a third. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm warm. I'm comfy. I'm dry. It's damp out there. It's cold out there. I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, actually, I don't, I don't I want to go either. I actually heard that um, that uh, veterinarians now get like a lot of dogs in with with blisters, with with, with, with their paws uh, open and stuff like that because they've been going out on too many walks. Blister treat, yeah. Yeah, like literally with the paws open, like 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 wounds, because yeah, because yeah, too many walks. So, Anwin, I saw another. I saw another question that you had out there. So, has your atheism caused friction in your relationship, or in your relationships? I should say. Yeah, especially with your family. Well, with my family, I, I've talked about it candidly on the show a little bit. My mom found out I was an atheist, and she's like, "You're not one of those people, are you?" Because we had somebody in our family by the name of, and I don't remember the name, that was one of those two, and like. You don't believe in you don't believe that there's no God, right? And I'm like, well, I mean, I've not seen any evidence of it, so therefore I'm not going to say that it is a thing that happens. And so, yes, mom, I don't believe in any of that stuff. <laughs> my dad, I think he's nudged me that way my entire life because he grew up as a Baptist, and so he kind of always has felt like there is something out there. But with my family, it's never really been much of an issue. I've gotten into a couple of arguments. Okay, arguments is tough uh, with my wife where I've wanted her to understand that you it's a, it's a binary position. You either do believe or you don't believe. You know, it's, it's one of those like, unless you have an active belief in a god or gods, you are an atheist. And it's been lots of uh, small little, okay, you know what? We're not going to talk about this right now because you keep getting bent out of shape about this whole thing. But, And I'm very much in the mood right now where I don't want to fight about stupid shit. And <laughs> because most of the fights are stupid shit in every marriage that you run into. So, Kyle, what about yourself, man? Uh, not a whole lot. There have been, there have been instances. I really only, really the only friction that started to come up is once, once kids came into the picture and, you know, yeah, some people wanted to take them, you know, let us take your kids to church. And that was about the only, only friction. And that really just came down to not until, not until they can say yes or no, they want to go. Yeah. And that was that was really pretty much the end of it. I mean, there were there were a few minor, you know, minor arguments about that, but it came down to if they say they don't want to, they're not going to. And I'm not going to make them and you're not going to pressure them because they have every right to say no. Yep, and I got kind of into a a nasty fight a number of months back. I I think I talked about it on the show too where mm-hmm. Uh, someone in our family was going to be having a talk. It was my mother-in-law at the LDS church that she goes to, and she wanted all of us to attend. And my problem, not so much as wanting to us to attend, but prior to this whole thing happening, I was told that my presence would not be necessary. And then magically, like the day before my presence is necessary. So (laughs) are all of my children. It's like, Hmm. Come on now. And there's a lot of shit that we managed to let family get away with a lot of the time. Like Chris, like Easter was just recently. 
and my oldest kid was hanging out with her grandma and they went over to somebody's house because it's the bishop in the neighborhood and the bishop runs like a like a kettle corn stand and so free samples were given out and also was uh given a uh, a couple of pictures of Jesus with like some stuff on the back of them and my daughter comes to me with these pictures she's like look at these these are weird huh I'm like do you know who this is she's like nope I'm like cool i'm glad you don't know who jesus is but <laughs> well this is really nobody this is not somebody this is a this is a fictitious character of well and the the real funny thing is like she came up with these pictures and i'm like you see those uh marks on his hands that you have right here I'm like that's not how they used to do things mm-hmm. it would make no sense for them to hammer in a nail through a, a piece that's going to eventually rip off anyway yeah. so it went through the it went through like the forearm or the like, like the very top of the wrist kind of thing mm-hmm. but anyway i didn't go into very much detail about that with her because i didn't want to fucking torture her uh but the other thing we talked about it was like i'm like do you know what their belief is she's like what i'm like he died three days later resurrected and then magically appeared to people in the americas and my kid's old enough to go that's fucking wacky why why would they <laughs> she doesn't cuss yeah. yet but it's gonna be funny when she does because mm-hmm. i man i've got an oldest that is about um Let's see, God, what is she? She's going to be 12 years old this year. And I just keep thinking to myself, I'm like, that's four years away from driving. That's nine years away from having drinks in a bar. I kind of wish my... I can't wait to get my kid fucking wasted. That's going to be so much fun. <laughs> wait till the boys come sniffing around. I was going to <laughs> say, I kind of wish my parents were kind of like that with me about religion. God, it fucking sucks being winter. Well, you had you had religious ass parents that uh, where'd I put it that made you read shit like this, and so I'm, you, my yeah. heart goes out to you, Celia. So, I, I, <laughs> so are you and, and believe me, when I when I come back to swing shift, this is something that's going to be read. Actually, often, that so. book belongs to my old Sunday school teacher. She, did it, <laughs> but yeah, my parents would totally endorse that kind of stuff. Ugh. Gross. So, are your right. wives yeah. atheists? What's that? Are your wives also atheists? Yes. My wife is a non-Mormon. I guess that's the best way I can explain it. She <laughs> she doesn't want to take the mantle of atheist, but she doesn't have an active belief in religion or gods or anything. So, functionally she was, agnostic. She is a culturally Mormon agnostic. Is what I, I see. Say that. Just don't embarrass her when you're out in public. I see. Pretty much, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and there's a reason I don't wear shirts like this out in public. There's a reason I don't talk about my Satanism or anything like that. It's because it's it's a thing for me. It's a thing for the show. It's a thing for the internet. It's a thing for YouTube. But when it comes to family shit, all that would do would just be would just cause strife. And as as fun as it may be for me. I don't want her and my kids to have to deal with the blowout from shit like that because, I mean, if if my extended family found out I was Satanist, they would be like, "Oh, we can't possibly ever hang out with this person ever again because they believe this." Not asking me what my Satanism means to me, they would say, "You know, because they they follow Satan, they're an evil person. Therefore, I can't be around them." That not might reali- not be a bad not thing. realizing his left hand path and you know <laughs> self actualized and seven tenets mm-hmm. and or anything like that. They wouldn't even give me the chance or the time of the day to talk about this whole thing. My my wife's uh stepfather, good guy, taking care of us quite a bit went since he's come into the picture. I love him to death, nice guy. I've had great conversations with him. But he had broken his ankle a couple of like years ago. He's been dealing with problems from that ever since. But one time when he was super fucking high, when they were trying to set it back into place, he like leaned over to my wife and was talking with her about how I don't get it. How does your husband not believe that there's nothing out there? How does he how does he be a good person without a God? I'm like, well, that's fucking easy. What did you tell him? Did you at least say to him that it's not that fucking hard? (laughs) It's like you could be good without any of that shit. And she's like, yeah, I tried. but you know. He 
he it fell back on like Pascal's wager with mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that he was talking about. Like if you believe in a God and you're wrong, nothing, nothing lost. But if you believe in, if you don't believe in a God and there is one and you didn't do the right thing, therefore you're going to get hell. It's like, yeah, I love, I love that one. I, I honestly, I really do because the stakes are even higher. If you do, so if you do, like, if you do believe and then don't do the right things, well, that's worse than not believing at all my and whole doing thing the about, right things. My whole thing about Pascal's wager is supposedly God knows everything. Mm-hmm. And one of the commandments is do not bear false witness. Well, what is saying you believe in God when you don't? Yeah. It's, to me, it's like, that, but- to me, it's like, if there really was a God and you took Pascal's wager, then you've actually mm-hmm. damned yourself for right. lying about your belief. Right. That's the other thing. That's the, honestly, the, the other side of that is you, you don't get to choose your beliefs. It's not, it's not possible. It is Belief impossible. is a subset of knowledge. So. Right. I'm with you on that one. And so it, mm-hmm. for me, it just seems kind of ignorant for a lot of people. A lot of the time, especially Mormon people here in the state where they think it is a you're either Mormon or you're wrong. Instead of going, you're either Mormon or you're Catholic or you're Baptist or you're Presbyterian or you're Universalist mm-hmm. or, you know, any of these other churches that exist out there or you're wrong. You know, they, they don't yeah. go to they don't think of the other people's positions. They only think of their own. I mean, and if, if family really wanted to have that conversation where they would sit down with me and they would talk mm-hmm. with me about Joseph Smith, I guarantee that I would be telling them stuff that they've never heard before. And not even just about Joseph Smith, about the early days of the church, about them coming out to Utah, mm-hmm. about the, the shit that, um, what's his name? Uh, fucking, Porter Rockwell got up to about yeah. the the um God, what is the name of them? the Danites that were causing fucking all sorts of strife mm-hmm. around the frontier out here. There's a lot of stuff where I could talk about them and be like, well, how do you explain away this or how do you explain away that? Or, you know, why did Joseph Smith have so many wives? And like they'd be like, oh, it's propaganda. I'm like, no, man, like in the in the fucking Joseph Smith papers, it says exactly how many people that he fucking married you know mm-hmm. you you can't whitewash this shit anymore because the church decided to not whitewash it anymore but uh, anyway yeah it hasn't caused much strife in my family it can at times but it's all because i'm a very gracious host and a very nice person <laughs> that i don't bring up any of this shit with most of the family Kyle, I don't know your family's makeup like were you were you were mormon as a kid but what yeah. about carly uh, no, she was raised by lesbians <laughs> what does in, that in Utah. Mean? <laughs> no, I mean, literally, that <laughs> no, her, yeah, no, her, her moms were both atheists, and that's just it was never a factor. Well, there you go. Okay, perfect. All right, next question. Anybody else have one more so we can wrap this up? Oh, come on now. Don't make me act like this is a fucking Zoom chat where you guys don't know us and you're not willing to talk to us. I know somebody (laughs) has something they want to ask, so. You need your thinking music. What is that? The, uh, is that the Trollolo song? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hang on. Let me bring that up while we're, people are thinking of this whole thing here. I will eat your ass. Nope, that's not it. Nope. (laughs) I'm, I can't wait to use that when Felicia's here. Uh. I'm just going to use some crisp while we're writing. Someone ask him a question or we'll have to go back to class. <laughs> Come on. I know somebody's got a question. 
I don't care how fucking personal it is, as long as it's not my kids' names, where I work, and like... Shoe size, I don't know, I can't think of anything personal I wouldn't answer, but... Twelve and a half. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll ask something for X in particular. Alright, go for it. I know you listen to lots and lots and lots of different kinds of music. Oh god, I love is, music. Is so there music? Is there one genre that you absolutely just can't stand? Uh I'm gonna catch some shit for this, but it's not because I don't like this kind of music, but I don't feel like I'm well versed in it enough, is that classical music drives me fucking up the wall a lot of the time. Like, I mean, you listen to a lot of Bach, you listen to a lot of Mozart, but, like, I don't have enough listening of Chopin. You know, I can't even say it's classical music, because there's a lot of place, a lot of music that I listen to that takes its cues from classical music. God. Oh, that's a hard question to ask. God damn it. Um, type of music I absolutely cannot listen to. A lot of... And it's going to sound weird because I'll listen to just about anything. I'll listen to pop from other countries. I'll listen to a lot of stuff. I can't stand American pop music. A lot of the shit that comes out. And it's not like like rapists or anything like that. It's not, you know, an overproduced tripe that you get from like Lady Gaga or like Kelly Clarkson or anything like that. But there's a lot of shit that is in like the top 40. Where I just go, man, I don't fucking care about any of these songs. Like, if I was to bring up on iTunes right now, like, the top songs right now, I guarantee the first 30 bands, I'd be like, I have no fucking idea who that is. I, I don't know. There's there's too many other bands out there that I could be listening to other than this, this highly produced tripe that exists. Oh, that's, that's a good question. Kyle, what, what kind of music do you not like listening to? Dubstep. Really? That is the one thing I cannot, I cannot. I just. I feel like I could turn you. It I is. I challenge you. No. No, I, I mean, think I'm with Kyle on that one. There, there, there are some, but to just. I know everybody's going to go with like Skrillex, you know, that, that's the I mean, person. Yeah. But, but I mean, you also, you also have like, uh, God, what's their name? Knife Party. Knife Party's really good, man. Like, sure. there's some that I could get you to listen to and be like, hey, I like that song, you know. Oh, sure. We're talking about it. I mean, yeah, there are going to be there are going to be individual individual pieces of music here and there. Kill I mean, I, no, I could say, one. you know, I could say, you know, mm. modern modern American country music. But, oh, yeah, that's kind of garbage, <clears> too. I mean, I, most, I of the modern is, stuff. most of it yeah, is that's horrible, garbage. But. But I like I I like country music. That's a little bit of a blend between country and rock. I mean, yeah, yeah. rockabilly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it depends. So, I want but everybody, but yeah, when we're, we're done, just, just it's when not we're the, done here. And Kyle got subjected to this the whole time he was here for the last barbecue that I had. Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. That entire fucking album. That first mm-hmm. album. Holy shit, what a fucking album. <laughs> if you want like Blues Brothers kind of vibe but with like a lot of like like um southern rockabilly kind of stuff going on, mm-hmm. man, what a good fucking album. It's, yeah. a, it's a great fucking album. Right. That's one of those few like I can turn on the whole fucking CD and listen to it beginning to end. Like mm-hmm. th- you don't get that very often anymore because people release singles and a lot of shit now. Sorry, didn't mean to trample over you there, Kyle. Were you no, say? no. I was just going to say, it's not like I hate it. Not like I hate dubstep. I'm just, it's not. It, not it something is, you seek out. It is never, it is not going to be something I ever seek out. Like the only time I ever did was when I was trying to figure out what the hell it was when people were talking about it. And once I figured it out, I went, oh yeah, yeah, not my thing. Just doesn't appeal to me. All right. So there's there's that one, Bicycle Legs. Anybody else have anything they want to add? I'm going to go check uh, Google and Facebook, make sure we're not missing anything. Let's see. I'm kind of jaded with K-pop music now. 
I mean, everybody's crazy about BTS, but like, there's so many other fucking no, like Korean B- groups out there. Yeah, well, BTS just, is nothing. I mean, I grew up listening to that stuff, you know, and <laughs> just that. I've been listening to that kind of stuff for a long time now, so I'm kind of like, eh, you know. <laughs> After Gangnam Style. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know if I can ever listen to that song ever again. It's been played way too many no, times. It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it had a shelf life. It had a very short shelf life. So Let's see, I'm not... Nothing on Twitter. I'm not seeing anything on Facebook right now. I was going to say, uh, given that the two of you have been working from home, this may not apply, but have you found, discovered anything new keeping yourselves amused during quarantine that you've really enjoyed, whether it's music or movies <laughs> or something online? or Yeah. So shortly after, shortly after the, you know, everybody, all the, the stay-at-home orders and everybody started working from home, uh, Steam put everything on sale, uh, and they, so they put the the bundle of the Witcher games. I got a bunch of stuff so on. Gra- so I grabbed all those for like less than twenty bucks. Yes, and I I have I have been playing all of those. Well, for like two months now. <laughs> and I have been keeping myself thoroughly entertained with those. <laughs> some great games. Absolutely some fantastic games. Yeah, CD Projekt Red knows what the fuck they're doing. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't wait for Cyberpunk 2077 to come out this year. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking looking forward to that one. And uh, yeah. So, yes, <laughs> I have been I have been entertaining myself with that. And I've already talked about how I'm watching a lot more, you know, uh, foreign language <sighs> YouTube that mm-hmm. exists out there. But I'm also watching a lot. Am I hearing robots fighting? Uh, I'm also watching a lot of clips from Star Trek Deep Space Nine Voyager and the Next Generation. Mm-hmm. I clipped on I clicked on one. And thanks to YouTube, <laughs> I you know. click on one. And I then know next what thing you, you know, mean. you're getting three or four hundred other fucking YouTube yes. about Star Trek. And 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 first of all, you know, I, come on, please. Whether you see on that this one seems kind of funny. I, <laughs> and it, it's a lot of it is like I've seen this before. I remember seeing this as a kid, and I'm watching and you, and like it's a it's the perfect bite sized clip of Star Trek. Yeah. Need, where it's like a minute long. It's and there like, are moments. Yeah. And there are moments you try to ignore it because you're like, oh, come on, man. I've seen a couple of them. And then your eyes sees, sees a title of a moment. You remember, oh, man, I remember this one. I gotta see this anyway. <laughs> or, like, one of my favorite ones is when uh, on Deep Space Nine, when Quark is sitting there with, uh, it's not Golducott, but it's, another, it's the Kardashian spy guy that's also the tailor that's in Deep Space Nine. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Eric. Yeah. Eric, yeah. And so he's Ga- sitting there and uh, Garrick comes up to him and he's like, "Hey, I'll have a drink of this." And Quark's like, "Yeah, I've got ten cases to get rid of. Go ahead and drink that one for free. I don't care." And then he offers him a drink from from the humans, and it's root beer. He like pours a cup of it for him, and he's like, "Oh, it's so cloying and bubbly. I can't stand it." And Quark is like, "Yeah, but the funny thing is, the more of you drink, the more of it that you drink, the the more that you start to like it." And they both linked them to like the fact that it was like sweet and cloying and bubbly at the same time. They're like, oh, just like the Federation. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, the more that you drink of it, the more you start to like it. And it's like, just like the Federation. And they're like, yeah, that's fucking evil. That's like, it's insidious. <laughs> like, I'm like, God, that's so. Yeah. There were some seasons where the writing was so oh, fucking good, man. Damn, yeah. You have just given me the worst idea. I want to do a mashup between Deep Space Nine. And the Kardashians, where all the scenes with Kardashians are replaced with Kardashians. I, I always laughed when the like the Kardashians was a show. It's like, like, wait, are you talking about the aliens from Star Trek? Because I would watch that fucking show. There are four lights, Car- Carly. There are four lights. Oh God. <laughs> I think I found a question. Okay. Um, 
if this is the last one, you, we're done here. After if you week. if you could have a, a conversation with a historical figure, any historical figure, who would it be? Did they have to exist? <laughs> well, oh, come how, on, yeah. How else could they be a historical yeah. figure? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we have lots of people that are historical figures that didn't exist. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, they have to exist. <laughs> okay, they have to exist. Okay. Historical. <laughs> okay, yeah. got it. So, historical figure that had to exist that's not mythical. Um. Man, that's tough. I, I would want to, if it was no pressure, no way that I could get hurt from anything like that, I would like to sit down and talk to King George post him receiving the letter of America telling him to fuck off. <laughs> that would be a That'd fantastic be a fucking conversation to have. Be like, hey, I'm from there. <laughs> this is 300 years in the future. Let me tell you about what's going on here. And why I think you should really fight a lot harder for you to remain for us to remain part of the fucking British Empire. <laughs> In Canada, don't let them get off scot free. Come on. <laughs> Let's not even mention those fucking Aussies. <laughs> I'm kidding, guys. It's okay. We mention ourselves all the time. But it's it's didn't the the movie The Madness of King George kind of go over that a little bit, where he just kind of went fucking batshit crazy after the colonies decided to uh, defer from the from the British Empire? I can't remember. Um, it, or was it, that a different George? Not, was, I'm pretty no, sure that was a different George. No, no, no. It was George the Third. Oh, well, okay. the the American War of Independence wasn't. The reason he went mad, it was genetic. Well, I mean, he was already fucking crazy, but... <laughs> yeah, um, there, there's some debate. Some people think he had porphyria. A couple of other people think it was something different, but... Syphilis. Um, actually, I don't think that, that's not actually one of them. He was noted oh. <laughs> He was noted for being incredibly faithful to his wife. And, in fact, there was some suggestion that that was what drove him mad because it wasn't natural for men not to have mistresses and and... The lack of sexual outlet might be the reason why he went off his rocker. Which, you know. God just, damn it, that makes it even weirder that I picked him as a fucking person that I picked there. God damn it. <laughs> um, I'm hopelessly devoted to my wife. <laughs> well, the thing that I love about all of that is I've 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 had more Americans than any other people in the world try to tell me convict jokes. And none of them have uh, been... None of them have been too impressed when I've pointed out Australia got settled by the British because after 200 years of sending convicts to the Americas, they couldn't do it anymore. Australia only got it for about 57 years. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of a good historical figure that I would really want to talk with. And I'm... I'm not really coming up with much because I, I I've been I've been very disillusioned uh, by actually meeting people. Yeah, being a nerd so, and yeah. being having access at the high level that we've had, where it's just like you can talk to these people. It's like, oh, right. You're just a dude. <laughs> right. I, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I've met a lot of people I've really wanted to meet and talk with and and had a, a great time. And you know, But also never made, meet your heroes. Made, <laughs> sometimes sometimes it works out great. Sometimes you meet a hero and they're an awesome person. Yeah. But they're just they're just people. So I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a historical figure whose brain I would really like to pick. I there was a point in time I, I would have in a, in the at the drop of a hat said oh I would love to sit down and have a have a chat with, uh, with William Shakespeare the bard himself but I I've learned I've learned enough about him and his life and I, I've read enough ab about him. Uh, that that, yeah, that probably wouldn't be a very interesting conversation. 
It'd be kind of one-sided, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it probably wouldn't be one-sided. It, it probably it would probably just be boring uh, because he he mostly just stole material. Yeah, I mean he was very good at what he did, but the majority of it is you know, borrowed borrowed material. See, and we always think of us talking to the person at the time as in a one-way street where we talk to the person that we're going to interview. Mm-hmm. Not realizing, a lot of people don't realize that a good interview, not like the kind of shit that you see on TV, is a lot of good back and forth where yeah, you, you both learn from each other because that makes it so you have more ties, it's more familial at that point. Mm-hmm. And so imagine the kind of questions that Shakespeare would ask of you or King George, in my case, would ask of me, you know, and it's fun to it's that's it's almost more fun to think of those questions than the questions that we would ask, because they have a fixed set point in time where they didn't go beyond this point and that point, And, you know, we already know everything they did between here and there. And there was no kind of mention about there being some sort of interstellar, you know, time traveler that came to visit him at this time. It got it. But at the same time, it'd be kind of interesting for somebody to from the past to go. What did people think about me? And a lot of these people are very egotistical, so they would definitely have that as their first question they would ask, you know? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they would. So but also at the that. same time, it, I, I know a lot of uh, people, especially like I, I picked King George just because it's interesting to have somebody that's in charge to, to have that kind of conversation with. He'd be like, so tell me how the 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 empire continues, you know, without us having some sort of butterfly effect or anything like that. Talk to him about how, you know, hey, you're going to you're going to prosper. You're going to expand quite a lot. But then you're going to shrink down to this tiny cluster that you have here, plus, you know, that Gibraltar. And then you're going to have you're not going to have a whole lot going for you compared to what you first started off with. But you're still also going to be quite fucking charming. You know, you're you're also going you're going to be a good country. You're going to essentially piggyback everything that the American government says of you because you guys don't have quite the clout that you used to have. I mean, it would be fun to have yeah. that kind of conversation. That's that's where I view this kind of conversation happening, where it's, where it's back and forth, you know. But having a conversation with Shakespeare, you said it was already going to be boring, and I can only imagine how how oh man, how how he would make it about himself quite a bit. Mm-hmm. He strikes me as the kind of person that he would think that he was the greatest fucking gift to mankind you know yeah yeah which is probably what would make it a terrible conversation right <laughs> uh unlike edgar Allan poe who was just fucking soppy and moody moody the whole time you know yeah no no that would be a terrible conversation why don't you just whine about Annabelle Lee a little bit harder, you fucking wimp? <laughs> <laughs> so we go back actually, in time. Actually, it's my favorite fucking Poe. Right. It's the only reason I brought so, it up. You know, I, I, I think I think I'd settle on on having a, a conversation conversation with Charlie Chaplin. That's That'd cool. be good. That'd be a good one. As opposed now I'm mad because I didn't think of anything better. <laughs> As opposed to going back in time, finding Hitler, and forcing him to watch Alex Jones, Josh Bernstein, all of those others, and saying, you, you are responsible for these people. <laughs> I, honestly, if I... Okay, let, let's make that the question. This will be the very, the very last one. We'll make it quick here. If you could go back and talk to Hitler about anything... What would you want to say to him? And I'm going to pick the, I'm going to go first because I want to get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. I want to point out to him, what the fuck is up with your picture? What the fuck is wrong with this painting that you made? Why don't you have any lines that work the way that they're supposed to when it comes to perspective, when it comes to having every man, this, this fucking painting that you made of this wall with these doors and this, these windows, none of this fucking adds up. It doesn't even make any fucking sense. Like, did you intend for that to happen? 
Is this really the impetus that leads you to believe that all the Jewish people are bad and you want to kill everybody? What the fuck, man? Like, what what did you think was going to happen? You get to be made somehow magically fear of the world and all of a sudden everybody's going to do what you say? Don't you realize the world is a really fucking big place and you're not going to be able to conquer it all? What the fuck is wrong with you, man? <laughs> third reich makes no sense to me a lot of the time i i, I would i would honestly travel back in time a little bit more and i would be i would i would make uh, his painting career really successful by being like some like kind of secret because some kind of secret sponsor and he will be just like a, a, a famous maybe even a famous painter to us in these times and instead of becoming a dictator the thing is like he could have probably worked at it more and become something of himself when it came to the painting world yeah scariest thing is that the nazis had the nazis were so scientifically and technologically advanced that they had you know they would have been they were like extremely close to winning world war ii in terms of you know the technology and the weapons that they had it's just that you know hitler was hitler was a bumbling idiot you know he's like the worst kind of military commander because you know a lot of his visions were like what just nothing more than you know grandiose they're way too yeah yeah i mean they're like delusions of grandeur essentially yep i've had so kyle what would you tell what would you tell the Hitler if you could meet up with him in the past? Invading Russia is a very good idea. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's smart. Whoa. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so we all know why he fucking fell in Stalingrad in forty two. Oh, you're you're welcome. <laughs> I would do it. I would do it do I would do I would do it during winter. They would oh, never expect no you to do that during winter. Week, <laughs> one thing I don't get about Nazi foreign policy, what was the purpose of allying with Japan? I mean, what did they get out of it? There's just absolutely absolutely nothing. It, yeah. was, it, was, an, it was an alliance, a, it was an alliance of convenience. They they shared a they, well, think, they shared a, a common uh, a common foe. I think it, at least, yeah, Japan, I think that's what it was. It was like the common foe, and it was like, especially with the British, it was like, well, the Japanese can keep them busy over here, then they can't use these troops over here to fight us. I mean, yeah, I think my understanding is that there's also the idea that they thought the Americans might come into the war and the Japanese meant that the U.S. would have to fight on two fronts, and potentially the Russians would as well. I'm thinking that if if Germany had, had that alliance with Japan and Japan bombed Pearl, maybe the U.S. would leave Europe alone or something to the to their own vices, or I don't know. Potentially, potentially. I think which they they almost they almost did. <laughs> I think Franklin Roosevelt was slowly easing the Americans towards being involved in the war. It's just that Pearl Harbor well, gave him the go gave, point. But the point the point about Pearl Harbor that a lot of people don't seem to realize is that Japan was essentially forced. I mean, not forced. They They could have decided not to do it as well. But they had a very little recourse other than attacking the United States because the embargo against them receiving fuel was on. There was a lot of stuff that was being choked off from Japan at the time. That's because so, they violated a trade agreement. Yeah, they did. They China, absolutely right? did. A treaty or something. And, and believe me, I'm not saying this is to lionize, you know, Japan during the um, Hirohito uh, emperorship. Nothing like that at all. It's just a, it's a matter of fact that, that like, as far as wars that were fought, uh, them coming after America, they had a solid reason for it. Them going into Manchuria, no fucking reason other than, you know, centuries old racism against Chinese people. They had all sorts. Yes, people, Asian people can be racist against other Asian people. It's something <laughs> that can fucking happen, people. It really can. The British, the Irish. Right. Mm -hmm. And yes, yeah, exactly. And, you know, 
th- that's a very different front of a war than what you experience with fascism in Italy and what you experience with, you know, a dictatorship in Germany. Very different thing because Japan was always a very militaristic society. It was always post Meiji restoration. It was very much a emperor uh, gets to say whatever he wants to do. But we also have all this uh, mechanization that we're going to be introducing to our world out here as well. Your your common everyday Japanese person didn't care. I mean, it's the same thing with common everyday uh, German person or common everyday Italian person. They didn't have any stake in what was going on except for the fact of self-preservation for themselves. You had a lot of people that were. And I realized, God damn it, this could go on for like another hour. We could talk about this honestly. <laughs> Yeah, ad nauseum because we're yeah. we're all students of World War II history. We're all students of everything that's come up, and we realize that there is no clear cut right slash wrong answer when it comes to what happened during World War II. Well, what happened between almost, World War One and right? World War Two? You know, there's a lot. There's a fucking lot that has happened in the world mm-hmm. in the last a hundred years. You know, yeah. we're in 2020 right now. Thankfully, we haven't had another world war since you know the 1940s. We've had tons of minor skirmishes, plus tons of minor wars that have happened. That but thankfully, nothing yeah. where Wait it's been to the equivalent of what we had during World War II. World War One was pretty bad, but two was the fucking war to end all wars. Yeah, not yet. Crazy fucking war. Man. <laughs> yeah, thankfully. Yeah, thanks, Bob. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, man, we went long on this one. We thought it was going to be relatively short. <laughs> Quick questions, everybody. We should do this again yeah. when Felicia's back here. It'll be a good time. Uh, anyway, we'll, uh, we'll talk with you guys next week. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it. Because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.